the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bruce Hooley Show on The Answer and The Answer Dayton. And you can catch the podcast at 989theanswer.com or theanswerdayton.com. Take us with you wherever you go. You can download our app, The Answer app. Or you can follow us on the iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com apps as well. Uh, Fox News uh, really freaked me out this morning. Uh, they had Caitlyn Jenner on Fox News. Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce Jenner. Uh, in my mind, always Bruce Jenner. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, not just in a dress, not just with long hair, not just with lipstick, but with a low-cut dress. Um much like Dylan Mulvaney, I do not know what the point of having Bruce Jenner in a low-cut dress is because there's nothing there that would typically uh, be attractive about a person in a low-cut dress. But while Bruce Jenner looked ridiculous masquerading as Caitlyn Jenner, um, he was making sense because Fox had him on to talk about the Biden administration's plans to expand Title IX protections by eliminating Title IX. Now, that's my take on the expansion of Title IX, which is, you might have heard, celebrating its 50-year of existence. What better time to get rid of a law than in its golden anniversary celebratory year? Title IX came about to compel schools to offer equal opportunities to women as were already being offered to men. It manifested itself uh, most often in girls' sports being allowed, offered. And then, if you look at the ratings for the last NCAA Women's Basketball Championship game, become quite mainstream. The ratings on LSU and Iowa in the NCAA Women's Basketball Championship game, were the highest ratings ever. They outpointed even some NBA regular season game ratings, which I'm not sure if that's a commentary on the greatness of women's college basketball or if it's a commentary on the wokeness of NBA basketball. Maybe both. Maybe both. But now, right on the heels, in the 50th year of Title IX, maximizing the talent, exposure, and allure of women's basketball. Here comes Joe Biden to put his fingerprints all over it and thus cause women's sports to do what everything else Joe Biden touches, turn to crap. The Biden administration is proposing that any state, and there's only 20 of them, any state that has issued an outright ban on transgender athletes, let's just say it like it is, any state that has passed through its normal constitutional legislative process, any state that has passed a law that says 
You cannot compete in a sport unless your biological sex matches that particular sport. Women's basketball, got to be born a woman. Got to be born female. Men's basketball, though it's not a problem, you have to be born a man. See, the reason, above all other reasons, that you know the push for so-called transgender people to play a sport that does not match their biological sex is that how many biological females can you name who have chosen to play men's sports and been good at them, have been dominant at them, have been award-winning at them? The number is zero. Zero. None. It is solely a phenomenon of biological men claiming they are women and then playing women's sports. That is it. That is the only place you see it. You see it in MMA. You see it in swimming with Leah Thomas. You see it in track and field. You see it, I'm sure, some places in basketball. And if this Biden administration, quote unquote, expansion of Title IX, which I would say is the obliteration of Title IX goes through, you will start to see it at Ohio State. You will start to see it in other colleges. You will start to see it in, first, I would say your major metropolitan high schools, then creeping out to the suburbs and maybe even eventually out to the rural areas. What would the Biden administration so-called expansion of Title IX do? Well, I said already it would obliterate Title IX, but it would make illegal any state that has voted, legally voted, to pass a ban on transgender athletes playing sports that do not match their biological sex. 20 states, including around us, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Indiana. What are we doing, Ohio General Assembly? We've got a bill. We've had it there for the better part of two years. Jenna Powell's bill, Save Women's Sports Act. We could pass it. We have a supermajority in the Ohio General Assembly. Do we ever get anything done that's really consequential? No, we don't. Not when Bob Cup was a speaker. Not now that Jason Stevens is the speaker. We get nothing done. Our governor, don't know what he's doing. Hiding out? Is he taking the lead on this? No. You ever see Mike DeWine? Mike DeWine ever hold a press conference? Mike DeWine ever crusade on behalf of conservative causes? No. Mike DeWine got elected to his second term as governor and then immediately went into hibernation. So the Biden administration says that blanket bans like those passed in 20 states are illegal. But it will allow... If your school receives federal funding, and almost every school does, you could still adopt policies that limit transgender students' participation in what the Biden administration calls competitive high school and college sports, where injury concerns prevail. Well, I've got a pretty good handle on these kinds of sports, and I can't think of too many sports where injury concerns would not prevail. You could maybe argue track and field, You could maybe argue swimming, but the competitive balance would be, as has already been proven, decidedly undermined by allowing men to compete in those sports. Uh, Here is the aforementioned Bruce Jenner, uh, a.k.a. Caitlyn Jenner, talking about Biden being wrong in his attempt to 
expand, which I hate that word because it's not true, Title IX. We need to protect women's sports along with other things, but we need to protect women's sports. And you know what? We've been fighting this issue for the last year and a half, going back to uh, Leah Thomas, Penn, swimming. Well, you know what? We won that battle. You know, we fought hard. But FINA, the international organization controlling the rules in, uh, um, in swimming, banned trans athletes. And then, right behind that, World Athletics, headed by Sebastian Coe, he did the same thing. He banned trans athletes at the uh, world level. And then what comes along? <laughs> Next, Joe Biden. Has Joe Biden ever been on the right side of any issue throughout his almost 50 years in politics? I would say no. And he's wrong again. He is wrong again, but is it possible this is the wrong voice with the right opinion? Um, look, I'm appreciative that Bruce Jenner is on the side that Bruce Jenner is on in this particular argument. But do we not have other voices that might <laughs> might not creep us out and make us... Uh, it feels like I'm in an alternative universe when I watch the 1976 Olympic Gold medal winner in the decathlon, which back then was billed as the world's greatest athlete. Bruce Jenner set a world record as a man, because he is a man, competing in the decathlon in the 1976 Montreal Summer Olympics. Bruce Jenner was an American hero. He was on a Wheaties box. He was on cover of Sports Illustrated. And now I'm supposed to just not even notice that Bruce Jenner has... The outward appearance, as much as Bruce Jenner can pull it off, which you can't, of a woman. And I'm supposed to, like, hold Bruce Jenner up as some kind of authoritative voice on this. We have authoritative voices on this. We have authoritative voices like Riley Gaines and other women athletes who have been, I'll say it, harassed by the presence of a male masquerading as a woman in their same events and in their same locker room. So... I wish Fox would not creep me out in trying to find a voice that speaks the truth. Uh, Very unfortunately, we had a man killed early this morning and a woman injured in a shooting uh, around 4 a.m. in the 200 block of South Eureka Avenue. Man, it's just too bad for them that Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther's new Columbus Violence Reduction Plan took so long to implement. Yes, you might remember, in October of 2021, Mayor Andrew Ginther announced that the city would undertake a group violence intervention program. Well, I'm happy to tell you that a year and a half later, the group violence intervention program is now the Columbus Violence Reduction Program. And we're just now thinking about finally getting it maybe off the ground. And what has caused it to be (laughs) so slow in uh, coming to fruition? Well, a host of things, including the fact that uh, one of the people who was in charge of the program, who was going to implement the program, uh, who brought impeccable credentials to the program as a former federal probation officer. The person's name was Helwa Kassem. 
Helwa Kassem. Uh, I'm not sure if Helwa is uh, male or female. But I am sure that, uh, oh, it's a she, uh, according to the dispatch. Uh, I am sure that Helwa Kassem can no longer head the program because Helwa Kassem pleaded guilty in U.S. District Court to uh, receiving Xanax pills and cash as compensation for not reporting violations by the probation offenders she was supervising. Yes, this would be a problem for somebody in charge, in charge of such a program. You know how to pick them, don't you, Andy? Good job, my friend. Good job. Okay. Uh, here's what they're going to do, folks. Here's what they're going to do. You don't have to fear about going downtown anymore, according to Andrew Ginther. I don't want you laying this on me. I don't want you going downtown to uh, the Palace Theater or to the Ohio Theater or to a Blue Jackets game or to a crew game getting mugged or worse and then saying, well, you told me it was safe. No, Andy is telling you it is safe. Why? Because, well, Andy, Andy is going to talk to all the bad gang members in town and offer them like a new start. He's going to wipe the slate clean. Yes, that is what the Columbus Violence Reduction Program will do. They will reach out to groups. I love how this is phrased. Groups that are at risk of committing violent crime. Groups that are at risk of committing violent crime. In other words, criminals. That's who he's going to They're not they're not groups at risk of committing violent crimes. They're people who are already committing violent crimes that they know are repeat offenders. Uh, and he will encourage them through the aforementioned group violence intervention program to give up their lifestyle in exchange for receiving, what are they going to get? Oh, here we go. Resources like jobs, job training, or an education. Now, call me crazy. But I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that if you are engaged in a life of crime, you have already pretty much surveyed the options out there that include jobs, job training, and education, and said no thanks to them. Because you've found, if you are a criminal, that stealing other people's stuff is a lot easier for you than actually working for that stuff yourself. See, working for that stuff yourself requires discipline, respect for the law. You have to manage your affairs, go to bed at a decent hour, get up at a decent hour, clean up, present yourself, acquire some skills. It's a long process. Took a lot of us, like, throughout high school, throughout college, maybe some apprenticeships and the like to get into a position where we could earn an honest paycheck. That's because a lot of us were raised to think that just grabbing a gun and going out and stealing a car before we were old enough to drive would be frowned upon. But if you've already taken the shortcut, Mayor Andrew Ginther is ready to wipe the slate clean and offer you jobs, job training, or education in order to help you improve your life and your community. Uh, in 2020, Andy and the city of Columbus paid 80 grand for this genius advice from some think tank 
the John Jay College of Criminal Justice in New York, which I bet is banking a lot of dough from a lot of stupid Democratic inner city politicians like Andrew Ginther to tell them, you know what you need to do? You need to go to your gang members and offer them jobs. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, This is how bad the gang problem in Columbus is. I've said before, you're going to want, you want to get control of the murder rate, you want to get control of the stolen car rate, get control of the gangs. Yet have you ever heard Andrew Genther say, we're going to crack down on gangs? No, we're going to crack down on guns. He's declared uh, gun violence a public health emergency. But has he ever said anything about cracking down on gangs? No, he hasn't. He's going to give gangs free jobs, free money, free training, which, call me crazy, I think it's a little bit dangerous to take gang members and introduce them to people who are law-abiding, bleeding-heart citizens who think that the cure for their criminality is to be nicer to them and give them more stuff. I, I get why the criminals would go for this, because right now they're thinking, I can't go get other people's stuff unless I pull out a gun and threaten their safety, but Andrew Ginther is going to give me stuff And I don't even have to pull my gun out. What a deal this is. All thanks to the Group Violence Intervention Program, courtesy of John Jay College of Criminal Justice in New York, which, of course, who wouldn't want to emulate a crime reduction problem, a crime reduction strategy, rather, hatched in New York City, which is known to be totally crime-free. Known to be that, yes. Uh, This smacks to me also of the genius thinking of a mayor who thought it'd be a great idea to reduce our murder rate to go find, start, start counting, a chief of police, an assistant chief of police, and an inspector general for police, all coming from another city known for its complete, utter lack of violent crime, Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan. Yes. Uh, 17 gangs or groups of approximately 480 criminals, which is roughly 0.5% of the Columbus population, half of 1% of the Columbus population, are involved in 46% of the homicides in our city in 2020, according to the latest Columbus statistics. One half of 1% of the population of Columbus commits 46% or committed 46% of the murders in 2020. And Andrew Ginther has decided that the way to fix it all is to give them more stuff, more community programs, more jobs, more things like that. So, what can you say about this? Other than it's a democratic policy, so of course, it's devoid of common sense. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.